Welcome to Off the Bench with Danny Cannell. Danny Cannell. Back to throw versus Danny. Pete is tight end. And Raja Bell. Bell has done three things. 22 to Raja. Saw the future of football right before your eyes. Just yell it out, man. He can't guard me. All right, welcome to Off the Bench with Danny Cannell and Raja Bell. Our boy Raja. So we were supposed to be back today. Had a little technical difficulties or the alarm didn't go off. We're going to get to the bottom of that. We'll find out with him when he gets back on the show. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, the show goes on, and we're going old school style today with Hannah and Debo sitting in with me in the <laughs> studio. Like, we've been doing some things differently, and you guys are here in person. It feels much better, so I'm glad you guys are here. How's the podcast going to be different next week? Oh, five days a week next week. Good, good reminder in here, Debo. Five days a week next week, and then another announcement soon to fall after that one, where maybe you'll actually be able to see us when we're on air. Uh, so big, big Lots stuff of in the works. Yeah. People have been tweeting at us for six months. Mm-hmm. Wish you guys were five days a week. Your wish. Is there it is. is. There it is. It's coming wish true. Hopefully this room is big enough because I do feel like I have some serious coffee breath kicking in this small. So you guys just stay <laughs> oh, away from good. me over you're there. Good. All right. I'll try to bury it in the microphone. Uh, we got a bunch of stuff to get to. We're going to do a little soccer recap. We'll do our usual topics, a little uh, move the needle as the PGA Tour is going through some changes. Uh, also some, some proposed changes to the NBA, which I really like. Uh, but let's start it off with a little bit of NBA. I know the World Cup is getting to the point of the, uh, you know, the, the World Cup atmosphere where it's coming down to the wire, but let's start with a little bit of NBA as LeBron James, um, you know, he's, it's a done deal to LA. We've talked a lot about that for him going to the Lakers, but the Sixers who were in the running for sure, um, came out with a statement from their managing partner, Josh Harris, and he actually says, you know what? It was closer than a lot of people think. His quote, I think they considered us very strongly. I think he, and I would be speculating on how he makes his decisions, and I don't want to do that, but I think that they were really serious about Philadelphia. The fact that they took the meeting with us was something that they didn't view lightly, so I think they were very serious about it. This is... um so this is the I equate this to the Bachelor and Bachelorette. So Hannah, I know wow. you can relate to this. Oh, wow. So like you know the girls <laughs> or the guys, whoever mm-hmm. like gets down to that final three, mm-hmm. and they're the ones that are left out, and their hearts get broken. I guarantee you, they feel in their mind they had a legit <laughs> chance to actually end up as the final one. Mm-hmm. I I'm sure the Sixers feel this way. But it seems like LeBron had like, this calculated for the last two years, and it right. was just a formality. I mean, LeBron takes the Sixers to the fantasy suite, and then <laughs> yeah. doesn't give them a rose. Exactly. I mean, I I don't think that the, the 76ers were really out of the question for a long time. Like, I think they were in the running. Yeah. But I just think at this point, it's so stupid to bring up, like, like why now? Why is why is Josh Harris bringing this up now? Yeah, he That's probably wants to get. feel like, hey, we we he gave it our try. We and gave it our best try. Show maybe other free agents that hey, the best player in the world considered us. You should too. Right. Hint, yeah. hint Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> he was willing to take us. So yeah, I think it was. Uh, I think there's a lot of PR behind this statement. Like, hey, he did take us seriously. People need to take us seriously. It's a message to everybody else. And I think he's right. Um, but, but LeBron. Wasn't in the meeting. That's, I think, an important note. As a Sixers fan, I got excited when I heard about the meeting, but then when it was only with Rich Paul. Oh, like, so okay. that is left out from this statement from Josh Harris. Yeah. That is a huge uh, factor in this one. Like, did he Skype in? Does he FaceTime? He wasn't Doesn't even, at all. Not I think even it there. was just relayed from Rich Paul to LeBron. Hey, this is why the Sixers want you there. This was their pitch. Yeah, so LeBron's it definitely like, okay. is, yeah, definitely is not that, uh, not that good. Well, one of the factors in the trade too, or the why LeBron maybe didn't go there was Markel Fultz. Uh, Brett Brown talked to him and said, I had a good, I had a gut feel that he feels good about himself and he is confident. Brown said 
He looks, um, he looks at when I am with him. He looks good. He feels confident. Then I started seeing the progression of his shot and I start listening to him. Tell me about his shot. It confirms that he's feeling good. I'm not believing any of the hype. I get it. He's dunking on social media. He's putting those up. I still need to see the jumper look clean in a game. Like I still, I'm not buying into the Markel Fultz love right now. They're keeping it from us. They're oh, secretly right. of keeping course they it. Are. Have you heard about this guy, Drew Hanlon, notorious NBA trainer, training with some of the top guys? And he's posting all these things. Show us your shot. Mark, right. He's Mark. showing the dunks, right? Yeah. Like, I get it. We, we A lot of guys can dunk. It's, it's <laughs> a big buildup. And yesterday they released a, a teaser where a guy walks in front of the camera right as Markel releases his shot. Very, <laughs> very planned, very oh, staged. Well, they but better there is be, excitement there. Yeah, uh, there. Of course, there's going to be excitement because you want to see what he's capable of doing when he's healthy. I think we all hope that he gets healthy soon. Uh, but I'm not buying in until I see him get over that mental hurdle that he had before. All right, let's move on to some World Cup. I, it's it's a little bit shocking that we have this at the second topic in our show because it is the biggest event that they have in the sport. But France advanced yesterday the World Cup final with a one nothing victory over Belgium. I actually lost real money on this game. I uh, like taking the underdog. I felt like there was some value on Belgium. They had that great comeback against Japan. It was an entertaining first half, it was, even though it was zero zero. Like there were some great shots on goal, some great saves. Um, I have a betting question for you. When yeah. you're betting, are you betting in 90 minutes or just to advance? Because that adds a wrinkle that we don't see in other sports. I honestly don't even know. I like I, I well, took the bet because I don't even. I still don't understand the numeric system, like why they use decimals as opposed to you know 60 to one, 30 to one. I can't help you there. I, I can't help you either. So all I know is that I took Belgium and it was a plus 240 pick. And I don't know. And I thought it was to so win. That the was game. probably to win just in ninety minutes. Really, I believe. So I would have been. I think I they were I'm, about. So I'm glad they lost because I would have been so ticked if they would have. Like, they were about plus one sixty to just advance. Yeah. So I would have been really mad if I just on a technicality didn't get it. Um, so France has moved on through Argentina, Uruguay, and Belgium. Now in the group stages, they move on. It should be fun. Sunday's coming up. Uh, the final, which two o'clock Sunday. I haven't decided if I'll watch it. Like, it depends on what's going on. Will you really? watch yeah. on Saturday? Uh, <laughs> I know so many people who are having watch parties for this on Sunday. Really? Yeah, I feel like it's a thing. you got to watch it. I'll, I'll watch it if nothing's going on. Like, I, I will. Like, that's kind of We're been my talking World about Cup it on viewing. Monday's pod. So yeah, you better we'll watch. recap it. I'll, tune, I'll get some highlights. Uh, it is, like, but I, it doesn't have the Super Bowl or a college football. Like, I'm not going to reschedule anything. But, like, right now, my schedule looks pretty light. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'll probably tune in and see what's and it's, going on. And it's a good excuse to, like, kind of stay inside and chill on a yeah. Sunday afternoon, yeah. honestly. <laughs> yeah, that is true. I live next to a bar, and it is so loud every time. I'm, I'm like, oh, there's a game going on that I should be watching. You know what <laughs> I'm really mad on. about, though? Reminder. And this is very serious. Like, I lost money, so I'm mad on that one. But it has absolutely crushed me in our picks on our picks and props like segment it is i am getting crushed in that one i mean you want to talk about fair. getting crushed yeah it's, but Seriously. it's not fair because raja hasn't picked any so like he's That's just fair. sitting there fair. like holding pattern with his 12 and 5 record and i'm getting crushed you did pick belgium over brazil a little bit later yeah. we'll pick the england croatia semifinal today yep exactly so that one's coming up and i i actually so here's what i've been doing i watch way more of the world cup when they've been on midweek like monday through friday just because they're on while I'm doing other stuff, while I'm working. So I've kind of had it on as background filler. So I have been into it. Uh, Debo called me out for my Twitter criticism of the sport. So that's definitely real. It is definitely there. But you four challenged me. Yep. Yeah, four more days. You challenged me to come up with five nice things to say about soccer. Because I have enjoyed Aww. it. Like, I have enjoyed it. So need, like, cheery music. are you ready? Here's my, my papers. Unfolding. This is what Actually, I've been waiting for. Heavy research in this one. 
All right, and this is serious. This is very serious. How many of these are backhanded, Hannah? <laughs> no, 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 no. They won't be. I promise. Did you Google so, good things about? No, them? no, no. This is genuine from the heart. This is <laughs> me right, from right. the heart. All right, number five. There has actually been in the last couple games less flopping, and I like the. No, this is like a good thing. This is good. This I'm is positive. Laughing. Don't be a typical soccer fan and get mad at me. <laughs> There's less flopping because the video. Uh, replay, the fact they're going back and looking. I think that's a good thing. Also, I think Neymar, it came back to bite him because in the last game where they lost, there was a couple chances he had in the, um, what do you call it? Around the goal, like around the goal area where you would have gotten a penalty kick in the box, in the box. Duh. It shows you how much soccer I know, but he didn't get the call and they didn't even look at video. And I think it's because he was such a flopper. Like it was like the little boy who cried wolf. Like you do it so many times. They're going to be like, forget you. We're not going to even going to look at it. So that's mine. Less flopping. I like that. Cool. Uh, number four, I like the fact that they're usually 90 minutes. Like it's a, you, you get a window that you're yes, going to be in there. I you're agree in, with that. you're out. It's the like college football. I love yeah. it, but four hour games, I can't take it. Uh, even in the, uh, overtime games, like they're not that bad to get 15 and 15. It's still, you know exactly what you're going to get. So that's my fourth. Uh, number three, stoppage time. I used to hate it because there's absolutely no, it's like there's no science to it. It's not exact. It's just a total guess. Now I'm kind of into it. Like I think they should do a thing on twi- uh, a gambling site, like where you could bet what the stoppage time is going to actually be, like an over under on that, Ooh, like a prop. Right. It might actually be out there. But I've actually been trying to guess. Like as the game come down, I'm like, oh, how much over, <laughs> how much uh, stoppage time are they going to have? All right, number two. That was. That was, th- that was oh, three. That okay. was three. The over You're going in reverse time. order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going five, four, three, two, one. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number two, penalty kicks. I think it's a bad <laughs> way to determine the outcome, but I love it from mm-hmm. a viewer standpoint. From a uh, right, it is just sheer drama of the situation, mm-hmm. I think it's one of the best, most stressful moments in sports. And so that's good. Like I love, And I, that is the other thing. I actually root for ties as much as I hate them. I root for them now so that I can get penalty kicks. But it's still something that you could walk onto a field and do yourself. Yes, absolutely. I could totally do it myself. What's number it, one going to be? All right, number one. The pressure. The great hair. There really oh. has. There has been like you get like these dudes put some serious I mean, time into the looks. Like they've got the fades going. You've most got of them the are dude from Belgium. Looking. I don't know who he is with the sideshow bob hair. Like great fro working. Mm-hmm. Like you've got the mohawk from Mbappe, right? He's the mohawk dude. Like I, there's a lot of different styles out there no, with the I hair. Agree. So number one for me, soccer is the great hair. These Russian barbers deserve a raise. <laughs> yes, they do. They're trendsetters too. I mean, that's where the man bun originated. Yeah. Oh yeah, I for sure. It. Yeah, no, d- no doubt. It. They're In trendsetters. Russia? No, just like <laughs> soccer. soccer. No, soccer. <laughs> yeah. No, soccer. <laughs> if you want the it's latest, soccer. if you want to like GQ will come out with like, hey, this is the summer style yeah. for, for haircuts. They're coming from soccer. Like there's no doubt about it. That's where they're coming from. So those are my top five re- good things, nice things to say about soccer, uh, which I'm pretty impressed with. I appreciated that. Yeah, for sure. All right. Let's move on to some read and react where Hannah's going to give us a uh, headline from CBS Sports and uh, we'll react to it. Okay, first one. Indians lose after closer meltdown, nickname mix-up. So did you see any of this? <laughs> I did. So Debo was filling me in on it before. So the Indians are playing the Reds, correct? Mm-hmm. And uh, Terry Francona wants to make a change. He wanted to get Oliver Perez in there to face lefty Joey Votto. Like, that makes sense, lefty right? Lefty Oliver Perez, yeah. lefty Joey Votto. Right. So he calls the pitching coach, Carl Willis, uh, and he calls from, like, the bullpen phone, like, which has forever old been school. in baseball. Yeah, old school. It's like the It's like the phone that you would think is in the white house with the red like you call for the nukes they still have it there so he calls out and francona said i would like ot and 
Otero, Dan Otero, and not OP for Oliver Perez. Well, he thought there was a mix-up in the OTOP nicknames, like mm-hmm. the, and I I can relate to that because most people call me DK, like that's my like it's yeah. a lot like that was my kind of nickname. But the mix-up actually cost them because instead of getting the lefty-lefty matchup, they went with uh, per, uh, Otero. And then Votto comes in, and it's a three-run double, and they lose the game. Like, it's – how does this happen, like, in a in an era where we have technology, we've got better – like, I'm surprised. But, I mean, it is. It's the old It's the old school way of doing things. And I feel like with the MLB – this we are, I was just talking about this, about the All-Star game. Because yeah. Justin Berlander was commenting on how the problem is that they do it yes, with these mail, paper ballots. Yes, that they have He's to like, mail in, like, a month ahead of time. Right. He's like, let's just do it a couple weeks ahead. That was so what, what would be the best way to call for reliever on baseball? A text? Because it could, cause if you called them on your cell phone, you could still have the miscommunication. I feel like you just need another – Another phrase. Just change right. it. There should right. be a, a touch <laughs> tablet in the dugout where you could touch the number and yeah, it just gets sent to the bullpen. Everyone's dirty. The tablet would get ruined. <laughs> it's only one guy's hand. It's only the manager. All right. That's so uh, apparently, but I, I guarantee you there will be a change to the, uh, the philosophy and the style and the way that the Indians uh, get to their reliever. All right. Next up. NBA ready. I'm sorry. Adam Silver says NBA is ready to change the one and done rule. Good. Finally, they've hinted at this for a couple years now, but we've seen a movement, uh, from all like college basketball analysts, college basketball players, from NBA analysts, from NBA planners. You knew this was only a matter of time. Hopefully it becomes, uh, sooner rather than later, uh, later because, and I think they're going to lower the age, correct? Like it'll be 18 now. So you can come directly out of high school, right? Which, Again, hopefully this takes some of the pressure off of college basketball and the heat they've been taking to pay the players because I don't feel like that's the best answer. Mm-hmm. But if there's a guy who's good enough to go pro, let him go. And, and the if- plan would to be have a much better relationship with these guys when they're in high school. Before, it wouldn't be any communication between NBA teams when LeBron James or Dwight Howard or Tracy McGrady was in high school. Now they're going to have programs that start that kind of educate you on NBA lifestyle. The G League is much better than it was in 2006 right. than when, when this rule went away. So I think all around, they're going to be in a better situation to enter the league. It's better, hopefully, and I don't know exactly the um, specifics of what this will look like, but I'm telling you, baseball has the right model where you can come out of high school. If you don't get drafted, you can go back to college. You can try it. You can come get drafted again. If you don't like where you're drafted, you can go back to college. Like, let the guys have a little, have more options than just, oh, once you declare you're drafted, you're done. Maybe it's maybe they find out it's not best for them, or they don't get the money they want, so let them go to college too. We'll have to see how the the details of uh, the NBA changes those rules, but it's a good thing overall. Some more changes this time in the PGA Tour. This li- this headline says big time changes in PGA Tour schedule. So the PGA Championship moves from August to May, and the Players Championship moves from May to March. Basically, I think what they're trying to do is shorten the season because it does feel like golf is a year round sport, which is great for us if you like to watch golf, but it's not so good for the players, and they would like a little bit more of an off season. Uh, so I think it's a good thing overall. Um, It'll be weird because I do traditionally, I have always liked the PGA Championship being in August. It's kind of the mm-hmm. last thing that kind of closes out the tour. Now they'll put a little bit more emphasis on uh, the FedEx Cup. That'll be kind of the fu- finality of the season. And it definitely will be uh, if they move the PGA Championship earlier on that one. So I don't know if it moves the needle a ton. We're doing that next in a little bit. But I think it's good. I think the PGA players will be happy too. with that one. Yeah, for sure. All right, uh, you guys like to brush your teeth, right? I was talking about bad breath. Well, you know how you avoid yeah. that? You brush your teeth better, and you know how you can do that with Quip. 
So the truth is most of us are brushing our teeth wrong, not for long enough, and we forget to change our brush on time. Uh, that's because most brands focus on selling flashy gimmicks rather than better brushing, but not Quip. So what makes them different? Well, for one thing, they've got a built-in timer that helps you clean for the dentist recommended two minutes uh, with guiding pulses that remind you when to switch sides. That's awesome because you don't have to think about it. Just go until it stops. It gives you a mouth that suctions right to your mirror and unsticks to use as a cover for hygienic travel wherever you take your teeth. I don't like it when my toothbrush is flopping around the, the, uh, the countertop and gets dirty. So, yeah, you've got the suction cup right there. That's per- <coughs> That's perfect for that. But Quip is basically, it's the best product out there. It's awesome. It's on Oprah's O-List. It doesn't get any better than that. How do you get it? Well, it starts at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash bench right now, you'll get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash bench, spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash bench. <coughs> All right. Don't die. I know, right? I need some <laughs> uh, some mouthwash to get this uh, little yes. frog in my throat out. All right. What do we got for Move the Needle? Move the Needle. Okay. First one up. It says, any summer league evaluation slash impressions. Now, DeAndre Ayton, Trey Young, Luka Doncic, Marvin Bagley's injured. Like, what? which part of this None. impressed it you the most? It moves the needle so little for me. There is nothing on... <laughs> I watched the first half of the Knicks-Lakers game. Was it Knicks? Who were the Knicks? Playing? I don't know who they were playing. It shows you how much I was dialed in. <laughs> but I was okay. curious to see how Kevin Knox did. Like, they teased right. him off the top. He had a monster game, 29 points, 9 rebounds. But it's it's basically it's the same as preseason football. It's an exhibition. Yeah, it's, it's exciting to see these guys for a photo op in their new NBA uniforms. But you can look historically over guys who have torn up the summer league and they've been bust and you look at guys who have played awful and they've you know exceeded the expectations that they had for guys in the NBA. So I don't look at it and see anything other than hey it's a good opportunity to see good this or bad you don't get high or low. Like Trey Young starts exactly. 13 right. for 52 then he bounces from the field. back and people are like oh and then, and then but I guess it's because there's nothing else to talk about this time of year people are like up oh, Trey Young's going to really struggle then he comes back with an impressive por- uh, performance last night 7 of 13 uh, for 24 points. So I think way much is over, you know, over analyzed with the summer league. So I, for me, it doesn't move the needle very much at all. I agree with that. Okay. Another one, Serena's Wimbledon run. Now I hope you have an opposite reaction to this one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So it moves the needle a little bit. What? Not a ton. Here's the thing. Like it's a, like for her to go out there, I think I have, I have a hot take for Serena. Okay. okay, I'm nervous. Get ready. All right, you ready? I'm ner- I'm honestly, you should be. I think she blows the first set on purpose, like almost like spotting. If you're playing one-on-one basketball, you spot them five baskets because you know yeah. you're going to win because she knows it plays better. Like it's more exciting to watch if she's down and could potentially get beat. And here's the crazy thing. She's good enough to actually pull it off all the time and just come back and demolish girls. Like I, I watched the match yesterday mm-hmm. between her and Giotti, uh, Camilla, Gio- Georgie, Georgie, Georgie. And, uh, Georgie was strong opponent, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like she was strong. Right. Serena uh, rallied though. Yeah. Like she, she got six, three at first yeah, set and then Serena purpose. just blew. I think it was. I think she I, totally like just knows it's going to play better. I mean, I feel like a lot of people could like try to rally on purpose, but sometimes they fail. Like, I don't think that anybody would purposely try not to do well in the beginning. They may I just don't know. Like, leave I think most of so. their energy it, for when they need better. it. Is it like that warrior switch? They know they can just yeah. hang around yes. for the first half, third yep. quarter. They're kind of bored. Yeah, yeah, they're bored. And tennis players will 
the, uh, across the board, like they're known to, if they're going to lose a set, they, they start getting down. They're like, why waste energy? Let's just blow the set off and mm-hmm. come back to the next one. I think she does that a lot. Do you guys remember my hot take from way back? Like right after she had her There's baby? There's so many. I can't even. <laughs> I still don't think she wins another yeah. major after the baby, yep. but I'm really nervous I totally on that one. disagree. Yeah, you're probably I feel right. like she's kind of picked up where she left off. She did say, and I quote, she said, I feel like I'm back. This is only my fourth tournament back, so I don't feel the pressure. I don't feel like I have to win this, but as I know that I have a long way to yeah, go. Yeah, if I was I a want. betting man, I would not bet it. That was just a sheer hot take. Would you so still? Would, yes. Yeah, she's I, I one of the final four at Wimbledon. <laughs> yes. I would I would back off of that one rather quickly, but we'll see it health-wise. There's questions. She had the pectoral injury where she backed out of the match against Sharapova at the French Open, so we'll have to see if she can finish this one, but I would not bet money on that. I would say she's probably the favorite. Okay, another one that I'm wondering if you would bet anything on. A potential Federer versus Nadal Wimbledon finals. Love Let's it. Move the needle for you. Moves Both the are playing needle. in the quarterfinals today. M- moves the needle for me. So we always have the MJ versus LeBron debate, greatest of all time. What if you could see that in a one-on-one situation? Mm-hmm. That's essentially what you're getting with a Federer versus uh, Rafa matchup. I would love to see this happen. I think it would be great for tennis. Other, you talk about, like, are you into the World Cup? I put Wimbledon on in the morning, too, because it's right. on TV, so mm-hmm. I'll watch it. I cannot tell you three or four names across tennis, but I can tell you those two dudes. And I can of tell course. you that they're the greatest of their their sport, so let's see it happen. Although I would take Federer in a bet any day of the Crazy week. Crazy that they haven't met in the Wimbledon final since 2008. They've yeah. met three straight years from 06 to 08, but not yeah. since then. It is crazy that they haven't been there. Yeah, so there's a potential for a showdown between Nadal and Djokovic in the semifinal, and then either of them can potentially play Federer. I'm rooting for mm-hmm. it. Um, all right, last move the needle for you. Transfer fees in soccer. So Real Madrid gets 117 million transfer fees from Juventus for Cristiano Ronaldo's services. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was kind of like an eye opener. Like you see that, you're like, whoa, there's a lot of money when you see the star power. Anytime those top 100 paid athletes in the world comes out, like you always expect LeBron to be near the top and they don't even come close to Ronaldo and Messi. You start seeing the value that they bring to a club when you see 123 million paid. No players in that trade. Like it's just a straight out acquirement. That is insane type of money. But the thing that's crazy about it, Juventus will probably get it back in returns and profits. Like they'll get it back from him playing in their club. Oh, absolutely. And you imagine just guys like in the in the NBA when they trade cash considerations. That's right. one million, two million. Right. Maximum a team can trade in cash in a year or, or acquire is five million. Right. 117 here. That's insane. And Ronaldo's going to get 284 million. I don't know what bothers me more. As a 33 year old. I don't know what bothers me more. That or that I saw Kylie Jenner on the cover of Forbes magazine is worth $900 million. That one, because at least Ronaldo has a talent. Supposedly her cosmetics line is up there where it's like she's going to be a billionaire before no, long. No and comment. she's only 21. No um, uh, I think she's a genius. No comment. Yeah, she must be. <laughs> uh, all right. What do we got for picks and props? I am dropping like a rock in the standings. <laughs> you I dropped. You picked Belgium yesterday. I had France. David Sampson gave us a little French uh yeah. French lesson. Uh, I can't repeat that today. I can speak English, though. England, minus 155 versus Croatia, plus 125. This is a 2 o'clock match for the right to take on France in Sunday's World Cup final. Uh I'm going to go. So I love taking the uh, underdogs. But the thing is, we don't really have a way to make up for that. Like, it's just straight winners in these. So I'm going to take the favorite and go with England. Uh, to beat Croatia. But I'll probably be rooting for Croatia just to see the underdog. Hannah, you haven't joined us for picks in a while, and there might be a reason for, good for that. Reason. <laughs> uh, who do you have today, England or Croatia? Uh, England. 
I'm going England. I decided that yesterday in three seconds without any thought, and I'm sticking to it. Harry Kane. Boom. Go. <laughs> I'm gonna roll with Luka Modric and Ooh. Croatia, but I'm real excited about this prop. So Justin Timberlake has this concert in the famous O2 Arena in London today. Mm-hmm. Obviously, England in the biggest match they've had in in decades. They haven't been to a World Cup final since 1966. So before the concert, Timberlake is going to play England versus Croatia on the big screen at O2. My prop here, more Justin Timberlake songs that you can name or soccer players in the world that you can name. Before the World Cup or after? Because it's very right important. Now, right this is the second. easiest thing in the world. No, see, it used to be coming into the World Cup, I could only name three. And that was Messi, Ronaldo, and Neymar. Now I just gave you Harry Kane. I gave you Mbappe a few minutes ago. You kept asking me about Rooney before the World Cup. Yeah, but he's not in there. Right. Like, but I think this is this is coming a long way for me. Um, Belgium, or who had KDB? There's a dude there. Uh, De Bruyne. De Bruyne. See, that's another one. So that's five. So Justin Timberlake songs, you got Cry Me a River, Suit and Tie, Sexy Back, Say Something's off the new one. Oh my god, there's literally so many Justin Timberlake songs that I can name in four seconds and this is so painful to watch. <laughs> right. like, I'm having the hardest time. Why? I'm having the hardest time. Oh, because like, you can't think of them? Ra- no, no, no. Em. Rattle them for us. Yeah. I want to be impressed by you. I think, it's really a closer no- I think it's a close number for me. Really? What else you got? I mean, like I could, I could go through each album. I mean, like I, I love Justin Timberlake <laughs> so, do so I. much. I am not a real like when I listen to songs, I don't always pay attention to the name of the song. I'll just listen to the song and I'm I can sing some of the lyrics, but I don't know the exact name of the song. I think it's a lot closer than people think, though. Like the prop there. I don't know. I thought that was a wild prop at like that. That was an aggressive one to pick. It, it was geared to- I'm geared around towards, five. I'm around me, five. If it was geared towards you, <laughs> Hannah, it would be adjusted. It would right. be uh, Justin Timberlake minus forty-five. <laughs> Who else would you put in there besides Justin Timberlake? <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's move it on a little more uh, NBA off-season discussion as the Rockets uh, reportedly going after Carmelo Anthony. They, weren't they meeting out the summer league? Was yep. there? A, yeah, out in Vegas, they were meeting with him. Carmelo uh, has received permission to meet with both the Heat. And the Rockets still hasn't been bought out officially from the Thunder, but that's inevitable. It's a done deal. It's going to happen. I think. I think it's an awful move for the Rockets. I think it's a good move for the Heat. And I'm a Heat fan, and I'm not. I really really hope it doesn't go. I there's no way I want this to work out with the Heat. I think that's why. I think it's terrible. I think the Heat have not a whole lot of reasons to watch them. At least like you get a player with some cachet who can make some offense. Yeah, exactly. You got him and D Wade going out there. I think it'd be good. Like I don't. And I'm speaking from a sheer viewing standpoint. I don't think it changes their status in the East. I think at this point in his career, like if he's going to go to Houston, is he coming off the bench? He doesn't want to come off the exactly. bench. Exactly. See, that's one problem. Is he going to play defense? But he's they never lost played defense. Mbamute and Trevor Ariza. So maybe there's an issue and Capella hasn't been signed yet. Right. Yeah. I still think Houston's biggest problem is defense, even though they got better, but Harden's not known for his defense. I think this team would get marginally better offensively, and they'd get significantly worse defensively. So I think it doesn't make any sense for the Rockets to do it. Although I wouldn't be surprised if it happens. And one of the most puzzling signings of the offseason, Michael Carter-Williams, who remember as the rookie of the year a couple years ago, one of the worst shooters in NBA history. How does that fit in with the Rockets? Their, yeah. their pace and space and their 3 and D. Right, that's and all they want to do. And he can't do any of it. He can play a little bit of defense. Right. He can't shoot. And no. they, that's a team that missed 27 straight three-pointers. In the Western Conference Final Game Seven, you need to add shooting, not subtract it. Right, exactly. So I, that there's there's some movement here when you look at. I think it, I think that makes it even more important they get uh, Clint Capella back. He was sort of the big three of their big yeah, three with Chris Paul, Harden, and Capella coming back. Which 
There have been some reports out that he wants 100 and they're at 60 where they're offering him. That's a pretty big gap where if you're Clint Capella, and I think you're in a better situation looking at the roster as it's taking shape now to go after the 100 and say, all right, you guys really want me? You're going to have to give me that 100 um, right there. So we'll have to see Do how that plays Houston out. Do you think Houston feels and Daryl Morey, the GM, and Mike D'Antoni, the coach, feel like they can kind of bring in anybody at this point and integrate them into their culture? Do you think they're at that level yet, kind of like a Golden State Warriors um, and some other teams we see across sports where no matter what type of player you can bring in, whether it be Carmelo and, and wanting to start, that they can make that work? I bet they, they have that philosophy. And I think right. one of the reasons they have it is because of Chris Paul and the value that he brings. is a veteran that people respect, a guy that knows the system, knows what they're trying to accomplish, can spread D'Antoni's message throughout the locker room without the coach actually being there. I think that's a, uh, that's a huge advantage for them to have that. And I do, they probably do take that philosophy, um, on that one. So what do we have? So the, the, the last of the Hall of Famers spending their career with one team. So we saw Tony Parker switch teams from the Spurs. He agrees to a deal with the Hornets. It is kind of a bummer for me to see growing up in an era, this is before you guys, when you actually saw guys get drafted by a team, have long, lengthy careers with one team, and finish it out and retire as a Laker, as a Dolphin, as a whatever team you rooted for, they would actually stay there. But with free agency, the type of money that's out there, there is so much um, like enticing options other than staying in your team that you're seeing it more and more. So your question that you posed, Debo, is have we seen the last of Hall of Famers spending their entire career with one team? I think you'll see some guys still. Like we have Dirk Nowitzki is just going to do it with uh, Dallas. He's going to finish his career there. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Uh, Russell Westbrook you brought up with the Thunder. I would not say guaranteed just because you never know. He's still young. He's 10 years in, though. Yeah, but how old is he? Thirty. Yeah, that I could see it, but it would, but it would it surprise you if he went somewhere else no. at the end. Now he's a guy who I actually like, who his approach has been like by staying in OKC at this point in his career. But I could see him later in his career moving on to another spot. You got LeBron James already on his third team. D Wade's played on three. Chris Paul on three. Kevin Durant's on his second. I think he's not even done yet. I think he goes to a third spot when he's out of there. Steph Curry is an interesting one because. He's been drafted by the Warriors. He was one of their, you know, he's what they've built this dynasty around. But he's hinted at wanting to go back to his hometown of Charlotte and finishing his career back there. So I do think you'll, you'll see a couple guys that, but it'll be the rarity. It'll be the rare player that actually starts and finishes his career uh, on the same team. Manu's another one that yeah. we got accustomed to seeing in a Spurs uniform. And he actually is going to retire a Spurs. It's just going to be weird to see in Tony Parker and whatever Charlotte's colors are. Right. <laughs> Uh, I want to get to this uh, socially relevant piece we had. We don't have the video, obviously, if we're just doing the podcast only today. But Gordon Hayward, great dude, friend of the show, Raja's boy, uh, has two girls. Mm-hmm. Did you see this video, Hannah? I did not see this video. Oh. I heard people talking about it, though. So they, it. the big thing now, and this is really taking, like, it's always been a thing, but it feels to me like getting it on Instagram is the gender reveal parties. They've been some funny ones, like yeah. where you have a guy hit a golf ball and the golf ball explodes. Right. They've got the uh, the softball player, a baseball where you hit something. So I thought that was a little weak as far as the reveal goes because it was just balloons in a box. Like, you could have done a little bit more creatively than that. they're supposed to fly out. They're... So, yeah, but they didn't exactly. It was just like a moving box. They so they had with helium enough. They he had the box. Pleased, well, <laughs> Hayward finds out he has two girls already, and the pink balloons come out, and he could not look more disappointed. Like he doesn't even fake it. Like you gotta fake it somewhat. You gotta his act like he's not. Pissed. Is Daddy happy? And he said, "Daddy's always happy." Right? That was his, his comment. Yeah, but that I mean, honestly, I like I get it. I I feel like 
any guy would be in that situation. I would but be in that situation if it. I was what having if two the boys. Third daughter, when she's thirteen, she gets a hold of this video and she's like, "Oh, oh this funny. is daddy's reaction to me." No, yeah, exactly. It's funny. Uh, first of all, he wasn't rude. Like I've seen some videos where dads literally will start crying. The one guy like jumps mad. in the pool. They'll walk away. Yes, like he handles himself like a gent. He's fine. I just you gotta fake it. You gotta put on the game face How and just is he fake it. To celebrate so I actually <laughs> so the, I, so I never didn't find out no gender reveal for okay. any of our. Yeah, you can talk girls. to this one. Three girls. So first one, it was a little bit of a complicated um, birth process. My wife had to have an emergency C-section. Mm-hmm. So everything went fine. Everything was good. Right. So, the, so the next two, we have C-sections, which you can plan, which is actually really mm-hmm. nice. Like, yeah. if you're a woman listening, like, go for the C-section. It's like you can schedule it. It's a lot easier. You get the, you know, you don't feel as much. Mm-hmm. And make it sound like it's a, a cakewalk. So the second one, another girl, like, all right, this second one, yay. Third one, you definitely, I started rooting for the boy. I'm like, come on, we can do the boy. <laughs> My wife and I had talked about it. We're like, yeah, maybe this is the boy. And when you actually find out, like you find out right there when you see the baby come out. And I was like, you, but it, you have to fake it. You have, I put on the, I put on the, the happy camper. Like, let's go. This is awesome. Ultimately, it does come down to the health of the baby for me. If you have a healthy baby, yes. like you should be happy. Absolutely. You should be thanking, you know, be very thankful for that. But I can definitely feel Gordon Hayward's uh, disappointment there a little bit. But I love my three girls. Like, they're awesome. Yeah. I love having girls. They're the yeah. best. Uh, maybe we'll try then for you a fourth. you got to try time. for one more. That's the problem. <laughs> yes. You're like, oh, Are come on, want... give me a boy. I don't know if I'll be able what to put on the happy. What do you get the fourth daughter? I'll shut it down. Like, there will be no more attempts. Um, and I'll have to put on the happy face again if it's another girl. But we'll see. I don't know. We don't, we don't even. We don't even Let's there are no plans. Let's get a gender reveal party we'll for that one. Breaking if that news. happens. Breaking news. Yeah, that's right. We'll have to see if it can take place. All right. Let's finish off some topics. What do you got? So Drake claims that all of his exes live in Texas, but he's known to fib about the whereabouts of those close to him. Uh, yesterday, the Toronto Raptors team mascot was at Wimbledon watching ex Serena Williams. Williams now married with a child. All I'm saying is if my ex showed up to watch me read topics, I wouldn't be too happy. <laughs> so when you look at this, I think this is actually a sign that they had a pretty good relationship. Like if you're going to show up and do that, I, if I'm her husband, right facial now, reactions. Oh, what he was—he was up and down. He was—he was. He was, he was, he was doing bad. He was down. When That's she was good. Doing, yeah, yeah. they probably like had a friendly relationship. They kept. If I'm her husband, I don't know how much I love that. Right. Like I don't know if I love Drake still coming around. But we don't watch. know if she totally know knew or if he just showed up. Which he would def- be a little. She, she definitely knew. You think so? You think yeah. so? Yeah, they run in those big circles. I'm sure. He, I'm. I wonder if they still text. Nah. No. And again, no. if I'm the husband, I ain't I didn't hear, with that. I listened to all Drake's album. I didn't hear one mention of Serena, even without Because she doesn't really name. do anything for like his status. Like is is a cool like it doesn't make him any no, are you cooler. Kidding? I mean he he mentioned dating Bella Hadid on his album. Again, she doesn't makes do him anything. look cooler. No. What? Oh, I think so because she's Hadid's smoking like embarrassing. Hot. No. <laughs> it's cooler to date Serena than it is to date Bella Hadid. Drake's I don't know, album. Does that bring him street cred dating Serena? I don't think so. No, it brings yeah. him just like Juice. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Uh, Drake's album, In My Feelings, one of the songs on there. Mm-hmm. It's a new challenge going around. Russell Wilson did that challenge very poorly. His wife, so Sierra. Bad. She looked great. Killed it. Sierra looked they did awesome. did it over this cliff on their honeymoon in Cape Town, South Africa. 
Russell Wilson, such an awkward okay. person. He's if a you dork. guys ever want to feel really, really bad about yourselves, just only watch Ciara in that in that video. I mean, yeah. she completely kills it. But if you want to feel like she's polar really, opposite, she, yeah, yeah, she's unreal. But if you want to feel really good about yourself and you're like, you know what, I'm the best person, I'm the best dancer ever in the world. Watch Russell Wilson yes. in the background because that's exactly what you will think. This man's got no rhythm. You just don't even try. Like if you're him, just sit in the background because I get he wants to be in there. Like he's mm-hmm. with his lady. She's doing this dance. She looked incredible. Incredible. Just sit it's there like and watch. Guy. Don't, yeah, but like, don't even just try. Like sitting down at one point. Just, just do like, what you do at the club. Like, sit in the VIP couch up on the top and just sit there. Don't do anything because he's a dork. He looks like a dork. He yeah, he look looked bad. like a total dork. Don't it wasn't good. Do anything. Uh, the Warriors have the Splash Brothers. Now, potentially, they have the Splash Brother in law. Steph Curry's future brother in law, Damian Lee, inked a two way contract with the Warriors last night. Brother Seth on a two year deal with Portland. Just saying, what's the dynamic going to be there? Things better be good on the home front, right? But his his son, his, bro, his brother-in-law is not going to make the team, is he? I think he'll be on the 15-man roster. Really? Yeah. If not, he'll be back and forth between the G League affiliate. That'd be pretty cool then. If you have a good relationship, like that's awesome to be able to play with your family members. Yeah, I like cool. I had through, I had sisters, so never get to experience it. But <laughs> my dad was a <laughs> I know, right? But my dad was the doctor for the Dolphins, and I played against the Dolphins, and it was just really cool. We played them when I was rookie year on the Giants. We got some pictures before the game. Like, to be able to, like, kind of go to work with your family, like, that's awesome. Like, that's really cool. Absolutely. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo is one broke buck for now. So with the Vegas slot machines in the background, summer league teammate DJ Wilson posted a picture of Milwaukee's first-round pick holding up his Wells Fargo app. <laughs> with a grand total of three dollars and seventy one cents <laughs> in great. between both his checkings and his savings account. Right. Combined. Interestingly enough, Wilson was the seventeenth overall pick last year, the same as Dante was this year, so he could tell him a little bit about the two point five million he's going to make yep. once he signs that contract for now three dollars and seventy one cents. You know what though? I've been there. All of us have. <laughs> like, All of us have. There. Like, I remember going and writing checks to get the laundry done when I was at Tallahassee. I'd write a check for mm-hmm. like $3.87 for like a load let's of just, laundry to get let's done. just um, <laughs> react to that statement, Hannah. You'd write you a check You guys actually did your own laundry? Come on. I didn't write a check. I always <laughs> did my own laundry. Uh, Always. No, so, but everybody's been there where you go to the ATM, you got out 20 bucks because that's all you can do. Uh, and there is no cooler in feeling in the world to all of a sudden, like, there's instant riches come your way. Like, all of a sudden, he's going to be able to look down at that bank account and see seven numbers. Like, that's insane and just an insane change of life. I wonder how much he'll have to pay back maybe his agent or whoever he had to borrow some money from, like, to get through this period, like, these couple months. Because obviously, he was at three bucks. Yeah. How are you paying your bills? That's the Final Four's most outstanding player. Yeah. yeah. 371. I yeah. once was denied for a small coffee at Starbucks. It was $2 coffee. <laughs> Did the credit card bounce? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 no, overdrafting it. was like one of my hobbies in college. <laughs> Syracuse, next to my name. It'd be like, Hannah, she loves long walks on the beach. Right. Overdrafting. Oh, and this was before smartphones, like where you couldn't actually yes. check your balance? I had a like flip before? Phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even so. before, I never looked at it. I'd be like, my eyes. <laughs> I couldn't see it. Nice. All right. Uh, a century after the Gipper, Notre Dame is getting Garth Brooks. I'd make a lyrical reference, but I don't know any Garth Brooks songs. Uh, Garth set to perform at the first ever concert at Notre Dame Stadium. Some traditions meant to be broken. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm down with it. I was I listened to a little bit of Garth in college. It came on the bar. They were good like sing along songs. 
I, speaking of dorks, like, and he's kind of a, no, a, a dork in kind of the own right. And he's kind of like, do you think he'll sell out Notre Dame Stadium? Oh, yeah. He was huge 10 years ago. I didn't know why this ago. is, why is this a big deal? I don't know. Well, because For, Notre Dame's never had any like outside vent, like outside entertainment other than oh, Notre Dame okay. football. Like, that's I saw why. that this, everybody like, was talking about this. And I was well, like, it'll be weird, like, to see Garth Brooks and Touchdown Jesus behind him. Cause you can literally, there's a the building with the mural up there. Mm-hmm. It'll just be usually all the only thing you're used to seeing is football on that field. So this is, I just different. know Penn State recently had their first one at, Beaver Stadium, they okay. were so against they it for yeah, years. They, they had Blake Shelton, and they probably sold out, right? I would rather go yeah. see Blake Shelton than I would Garth Brooks. Just relevant, awkward couples. We were doing that before the show. Yeah, I don't know about him and Gwen Stefani. Like, I don't really? like them together. They're so different. Like, Do I would have never pegged her with bananas? him. Like, he's another nerd. He's an yeah, yeah. B a n a n a s. Yes, yes, bananas. Last topic. Keep it moving. Tony Romo won an amateur golf tournament in Wisconsin by nine strokes. I was going to ask Raja this, but do we still think Danny could beat Tony Romo? Ooh. Heads up, Hannah. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't think I can. He's really good, but I would <laughs> tell like, him. Yeah. yeah. Right. Why not? I would say to him, "Why aren't you entering the celebrity tournaments that I've played in and winning those?" I don't. That's a genuine There's, question. Because good he, prizes there. Yeah, no. There's good prize money, but a lot of guys like to keep their amateur status so they can potentially play on the PG or in the mid, like the amateur, the USAM. Like they have these great competitions where you can go play. Uh, maybe that's why he does it. But he's never won one of the celebrity tours. Like win one of those and then talk to me about how you're going to qualify for the U.S. Open. That's what I would say to Romo. Like that's my throwdown challenge, talking smack to Romo. You could no, talk he's probably better smack. No, he's a, he is an outstanding golfer. Like he's really good. I would love to play with him because he's he's legit. He can absolutely play. Uh, good for him. Congrats. All right. That's a wrap for us. We're going to get, we promise, Raja back Monday. We're going to be on five days a week. So you're going to get a whole lot of off the bench. Even though it's probably the slowest week of the whole sports year. We're going to so, have so much to talk about. And we're going to have some fun. Like, we'll go yeah. off the rails a little bit. Uh, that's coming up next week. Uh, make sure you go check us out on iTunes. Subscribe, download, leave us a five-star review. When you go on there, ask us a question. Ask us anything you want. We'll get to those in our five-star reviews. Our five-star Q&As on Friday. And as always, make sure you go check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Canel and Bell.